ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. This episode is brought to you by AARP. 16 years from today, Greg Gerstner will finally land the perfect cannonball. Epic Splash. Unsuspecting Friends. A work of art only possible because Greg is already meeting all these same people at AARP volunteer and community events that keep him active and involved and help make sure his happiness lives as long as he does. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org local. Hello and welcome to this special Golf Channel podcast, PGA Week second major of the year. Used to be the fourth major of the year. I'm joined by Brian Bateman, pleased to be joined by, I should say. And um, hello, Trip. Hello, welcome, welcome. And um, well, we've got Beth Page in May, mm-hmm. not in August. Uh, great move, obviously. We, we're not going to talk about that because we've talked about that enough. But. One player we do talk about enough, but we're going to talk about first, is the only player that can win the Grand Slam this year. (laughs) (laughs) And that, of course, would be your green jacket holder for the fifth time and major number 15, win number 81. 81. 81. That would be Mr. Tiger Woods. That would be Tiger. The GOAT. Uh, Tripp, I, I guess thinking about as we lead into this week, you know, you and I worked together a few weeks ago. We were wondering if Tiger was going to play Wells Fargo or not. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, logistically it looked like that was the one stop he would make be- after the Masters, before the PGA. He opts not to play. So my concern with him this week, and he's done it before, but not with a 43-year-old body, is having 30-plus days off between the putt on Sunday at the Masters and now leading up to Thursday at Bethpage. Your concern with rest, with rust, uh, his ability to, you know, all the all the spent all the hype around winning the Masters. I think that lasted for about a week or so. But now he's had time to, to to recharge. But you know, this is a big golf course. The weather's supposed to be spotty, kind of cool, which is not conducive to a bad back. He hasn't played competitively in over the month. You think that's going to be an issue or no? No. I don't. Okay. I, I think the reason why he didn't play is he's 43 years old and he wants to be up and ready for majors. That's what it is in his career now. That's what it is. And you know what? If he has to sacrifice a PGA Tour uh, event in between, which I agree with you, I thought he would play Wells yeah. too because it's a golf course he's won on. It's a golf course he's played well on. And it's kind of a good preparation. It's a difficult Absolutely. test and, and all those things. So, But I'm not concerned at all. I think he'll be ready to play. Um and I'm not concerned about it being cold. His back has shown no issues. I love his golf swing. And I'll say this about Tiger Woods, and it does not matter where he is. If he finds his ball in the short grass more than eight times around, Tiger Woods has a legitimate chance to win this tournament. He's the best iron player in history. Yes, I said history. I agree with that. Because he's done it with three, four completely separate techniques, golf swings, (laughs) and he's still the best iron player. I mean, he was the best iron player um, before he went to Butch. He was the best iron player 
uh, of his you know time. He was the best iron player after going to Butch. He was the best iron player when he went to Hank Haney. He was the best iron player when he was with Sean Foley. And now, working on his own, he's the best iron player. So that's it for me with Tiger Woods. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with you. Uh, he leads the tour in greens and reg. No surprise there. Uh, my only question would be on this golf course, because of the length, that he's going to have to pull a driver maybe more than he's comfortable to find those fairways. If he can find fairways, I'm with you. Uh, these greens are not that crazy nope. in slopes. Nope. Um, he can take advantage of his iron play, but yeah, I just wonder. Yeah, without he's only played six events this season. That's not a lot of golf since January. Well, he's one for six. Uh, yeah, he is one for six. <laughs> if, well, in his mind, he's one for one. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see. You know, we know how in, in years past how the New Yorkers have really they've gravi- uh, gravitated toward Phil Mickelson. He's kind of been mm-hmm. the favorite. That's not going to be the case this week. Nope. This is going to be Tiger Mania 2.0 after the Masters, what we saw at the Tour Championship. Uh, Tiger's going to be ready to play. I'm just I'm, I'm interested in his game plan. We knew what his game plan and strategy was going to be going around Augusta National. Mm-hmm. I know he's won here before. It has been quite a few years since 2002, but how his game translates with a few more drivers and can he make those clutch putts? He putted so well for four days at Augusta. Does that translate over to this week at Bethpage? Yeah, and the, the only thing I would I would add to that is the green complexes, as you said, are not very tricky, and, and that's one of his strengths is those hard, tricky putts that everybody struggles with that he doesn't. I think it'll level the playing field against him on the greens. So he, yeah. he's going to have, you know, he's going to have probably more guys – in this tournament than say at a masters because of what the green complexes do. Um, so yeah, so let's, uh, let's move on from tiger woods. Um, and let's talk about Beth page black. Of course it's hosted two us opens, 2002, 2009 has not hosted a PGA now hosted. What was the Barclays then? Um, in one of the playoff events, two times over the years, um, so it's it's got some guys that have seen it. It's got some guys that have seen it in major championship uh, type tests. Not many. Not many. Yeah. But yeah. how how will it be different with the initials PGA setting it up and not US? Well, I'll, I'll give you a little inside information. Scott Reed, who is the tournament of director of operations for the PGA Championship at Bethpage, he was a tournament director at the RSM up until maybe two years ago, when he took this position at Bethpage. I spoke to him a couple of months ago, and I asked him point blank, the difference between the setup for 0209 U.S. Open and a PGA Championship. And he said that we're going to let the course dictate the play, and we're going to let the players dictate the score. In other words, it's not going to be tricked up. The rough is going to be up, but it's not going to be U.S. Open uh, height. The main factor this week has been the weather because it's, it's been a lot of had soft. a lot of rain. That 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 grass is going to be long and thick, uh, but I I think scores will be. I could see double digits winning. I could see mm-hmm. eight, nine, ten under winning. I don't think you're going to see a three under, four under like we've seen in U.S. Opens in the past because the weather is supposed to break come Wednesday. I think you're going to see some birdies. I hope to. I mean, I think the PGA of the four. And you would probably agree with this. It's fun to see players go 15, 16, 17 under par. That's not going to happen this week. But I don't think it's going to be a U.S. Open type where players are struggling off the tee. And if they miss the fairway, they're just scrambling for par. I think there's going to be at least an opportunity to get it up somewhere up around the green and try to scramble, but still make some birdies on these par fives. Well, and typically that is the PGA philosophy. I don't think they really I mean, care Car- about Kerry Hague. Kerry Hague. He's sets great. Up, he sets up golf courses as, as good as anybody yep. does. 
I, 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 he does not try to do tricks and contrive things that we know a four-letter uh, gov- governing body tends to do and gets a lot of you know pushback and blowback from it, as they should. Um, Beth Page is a, is a wonderful Tilling has just it's uh, it, it it really hits you hard at the beginning and it gives you some opportunities late. Eighteen is not the most demanding finishing hole in golf. I mean, it's a Lucas Glover hit a six iron off the tee. Uh, funny story on that, but uh, Lucas was standing on that tee. I was telling Brian in '09 with his good friend and caddy Coop, and he stood there and he said, "Hey Coop, do you like?" He was nervous. Yeah, he said, "Do you like my driver here?" And Coop said, "I love your driver, my friend. I absolutely love. It's a six iron. You're hitting a six iron, but I love your driver." So that's a that's a little story there that happened with Lucas and Cooper. Um, but yeah, I I think these greens are not real tricky and pin placements are difficult to hide. So you're going to see birdies. I think you're going to see more birdies than you see at a U.S. Open. So I agree with you. It's going to hover uh, around the double digit mark. Uh, but you, could you see 10 under winning? Yeah, I, I could. could see that. I could. Yeah. Uh, and it's soft. Yeah. You know, all the, all the rain's going to make it soft. So I definitely. Well, let me think. ask you this. As we, as we look at the field in general, you know, it's, it's, uh, we, we've talked about it. It's, it's plenty discussed but i mean as the week as we're here now for the pga championship some of the best players in the world at their best are some of the longest hitters mm-hmm. on the pga tour brooks kepka we're going to talk about him here in a second jason day rory mcelroy dustin johnson uh we've seen players had have success on this golf course that are not necessarily that mm-hmm. long mm-hmm. patrick reed won the fedex cup event a few years ago when it was uh at beth page you and i were discussing the o2 u.s open nick price played well uh, Tom Byron played well. Mm-hmm. Jordan Spieth has played well in some FedEx Cup events here before. Snedeker has played well. So why does this golf course get so much love for players that are above average in length when we have seen yeah. some players that are definitely not above average in length have some success as well? Well, that's the that's the is master- it finding fairways. It, it is finding fairways, and it's it's a, a masterful design. You don't want to you don't want to have a a mix that is one sided in any way. And typically, Tillinghast does that. I mean, he 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 typically uh, tests you from start to finish throughout your bag, and that's what that's the the mark of a good designer and a good architect. So, um, yeah, I this week though, I think the length might be a little more of an advantage just because of how wet it is. Yeah, just because of that. But it also makes the fairways wider. You right. and I both know, so that helps the longer hitters too. So they kind of get both sides of the coin there. That balls don't run through and run out where, you know, they always have an advantage when they're hitting it straight. But even if they're a little crooked, the softness of the fairways probably helps them a little par more. Par 70, almost 7,500 yards. And 7,500 is long for a par 72. It is. This is a par 70. Yeah, it is. No question. So let's uh, let's move on to uh, Mr. Brooks Kepka. Yeah. Um, played well last week and uh, played well at the Masters. And I don't know, Brian, I look at his last four uh, major championships. There's a win. There's a tie for 37th. There's a win. There's a second. That doesn't stink. Um, and Brooks Kepka doesn't stink. I, I love every aspect of his game and his mannerisms in these situations. Does he defend? I think uh, – well, first of all, I think he is very comfortable with his game. And why wouldn't you be? Uh, after last week, 20 under par at the Nelson, uh, coming in really firing on all cylinders, has played a lot since the Masters, so he's he's sharp. And we've seen this from Brooks. He He's kind of light on his feet the first part of the schedule, January, February, then he cranks it up toward the major championships. To me, he has to be the hands-down favorite. Whoa. 
and I say that with Tiger Woods at, at 1A, uh, I, I think Brooks has to be the favorite. His recent record trip, you just alluded to it, in major championships, he's won three out of his last eight. Uh, he's your defending champ. This golf course is big. The length, His length is going to help. And I think this year, Rory gets a lot of, of hype for how well he drives the ball, but Brooks is 14th in distance and 88th in fairways, so that combination mm -hmm. of total driving is going to play well for him. And we have seen him over the past few years with his success in major championships convert 8, 10, 15-footers coming down the stretch mm -hmm. as much as any player. And I think that's the most underrated part of his game, not his putting, but his pressure putting. So absolutely, he can defend. Well, it's so rare to defend, right. but we're talking about a guy who did defend at U.S. Open. So that was rare too. He's going to be defending back-to-back -back tournaments here, which is which is kind of unique in the major world, right? He's going to be a defending champion here and at Pebble Beach. Um, amazing stuff. Uh, there's no question about that. He's got it here. He's he does got it mentally. Yeah, there's yeah. no question. You, I mean, you can't have this run in the major championships without having some type of belief in yourself and being comfortable in the situation yeah. kept showing Well, up. and the shots he hit last year in St. Louis were uh, – they were ridiculous. With Tiger breathing down his neck, right. didn't phase him. Didn't phase him no. at all. Hitting beautiful 320-yard cuts right in the middle of the fairway and lasered a four-iron in on 16 to about eight feet and made it for birdie. Um, yeah, th mm. those are the type things that Brooks has. It's, it is rare to defend. I don't think he does. I think he's right there. I think he, he'll be – He'll be one in the mix on Sunday going into those those uh, final nine holes. So I definitely think that um, that Brooks is is going to contend. I don't think he's going to win. Now speaking of winning, a win for one player this week would give him the career Grand Slam. We know that was Rory at the Masters. When the PGA comes around, that is a guy who has three of them. Everything but the PGA. Mr. Spieth, he's been wanting this year. He is unspieth-like in a lot of different ways. You're shaking your head. Did you see enough last week, four rounds no. in the 60s, to get it done for Jordan Spieth? Well, we've talked about his, his putting or lack thereof uh, the last couple of years. His putting has improved this year, but his ball striking trip is not conducive for this golf course. Right. Uh, struggling off the tee. He did speak after the final round uh, at the Nelson how his putting was improved, but there's areas that really need some improvement because your putter can only carry you so far. And I think this golf course is going to expose his inability to find fairways and his lack of finding greens from the fairways. I looked this up this morning. He was 65 out of 71 players last week at the Nelson in strokes gained tee to green, which yep. is pretty much everything. Yep. 65 out of 71 players that made the Sunday cut. That tells you his putting's good. Yeah, well, and his short glad, game's good. Glad it is because, I mean, he hadn't had a top ten, top twenty in forever. Well, his best he had, finish. He had a top twenty. Twenty one is the Masters. That was his best the Masters. Finish. That yeah. was his best finish. I don't know. I mean, he's a. I love Jordan Spieth in that he's always a glass half full player, yeah. but at some point, maybe he does it behind closed doors. But at some point, he has to be realistic in where his game is right now. In relation to the best players in the world, that get players that are, that are clicking on all cylinders, yes, he might be putting well, but the rest of his game does not add up to that. I just don't know how he even makes the cut this week, and if he does, I don't even think he contends, yeah. based on his past success. I don't know how you can argue that. No, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, only one player has hit fewer fairways as far as driving accuracy on the PGA Tour this year. He's second to last in driving accuracy. So he doesn't, he doesn't have the link that can get away with that. I mean, a, a DJ can – you know, even yeah, a, even a Phil can spray it all over the place because he's a lot longer than Jordan. But 
Um, I, I think this at the masters, you can finish 21st driving it poorly to okay. You can at the masters. Okay. Yeah. You can't do that on a setup like this. You, you just, it, it's too long. It's going to be wet. You're going to have to be playing from the fairway. Jordan has not played from the fairway this year. He says he's getting closer. I like some of the things I'm hearing about what he's doing, but he's just, he says, look, I'm still having to work on my golf swing. I know what the problem is now. I've got it. I figured it out, but I can't do it. <laughs> and you and I have both been there. Yeah, you, you, you know, you, you know, but you can't execute when when game time comes. You can't play you, golf swing on the golf course. You cannot, and no, and that's what he's that's what he's doing. So we both agree. Uh, I think he will hover around the cut line. I I would not be surprised if he's got the weekend off in a major championship, which is rare for. Jordan and it's Spieth. you know it's I, it's it's tough because I think Jordan Spieth is great for the game. You would agree with that, but yeah. th- this this prolonged stretch of really below average play not for one of the best players in the world but for anyone on the pga tour all those players are great but for spieth to to not be able to turn the corner in no top 20s for the season yeah but here i will say this that's hard to believe i will say this i think in 10 years from now when we look back he'll get through this he will he's too talented you don't lose your talent you can lose your confidence you can lose your golf swing but you never lose your talent we saw that with tiger woods he never lost his talent did he um, so Jordan's got plenty of talent. He'll be back, and he'll look at this time period, and it will lessen the struggles that you and I both know as players you have over the course of your career, even when you're as talented as Jordan Spieth. The learning curve of what he's going through now will help him shorten those periods in the future, and he'll go, you know what, I hated it when I was going through it in 2018. But I learned I from it. But I learned yeah. from it. So I think that's the end story for Jordan Spieth, or at least I hope it is. Um now let's go to under the radar players. One of my favorite. God, there's so subjects, many choices. Favorite sub, and there are some players that are highly ranked in the world that you would consider under the radar. Some guys that are Rodney Dangerfield. Like I get a no respect. Uh, he doesn't say. He didn't say it in Italian. He's yeah. <laughs> I get no respect. <laughs> I was just don't know why. Are we going Italian one name or are we going a group? No, let's go. Let's go the three players. All right, three players under. I'll the radar. give you three players that I think are under the radar, and one is 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 a still a head scratcher, and that's Xander Shoffley, rank <laughs> well, uh, rank ninth in the world, agree. and it's hard to hard to say why, but he's considered under the radar. Right? He's he's his major championship record is is phenomenal in the short. Uh, two or three years he's been playing in major Half championships. Half of them are top sixes. Half of the majors yeah. he's played in are top sixes, including a Ranked couple of seconds. in the world and, and just does not get <laughs> any love. And he has the length trip. It's sneaky length. Yeah. Top 20 length. Yeah. That we're, you know, this golf course, yeah. if it plays long, you know, he can get it around. He's got a he's got great iron play, uh, hits a lot of greens, played well at the Masters, once again finished tied for second there. His major championship record of the last few years is great. He's just a player that for some reason – Maybe because it's his personality, his demeanor, he doesn't get the the attention that other players do. But I think Xander is at the top of the list for players that have a legitimate shot yeah. to win this week under the radar. He, Scott Piercy. I'm going to throw that one at you. No bogeys last week. How about that? 72 holes without a bogey. It's been, what, 10 years or so since Charles Howell did it? That's amazing. Scott Piercy to me, and it's all about the putter for him, but he's a fairway hitting machine. Yeah. Hits that left to right fade and long and plenty of length. Uh, he's finished top three his last two starts. Played really well in Dallas last week, finishing second. He hits a lot of greens. He's the type of player that could get around this golf course and lead the field in greens and regulation, and may not putt quite as well as as he wants to, but still be on the first page of the leaderboard come Sunday solely because of his ball striking mm-hmm. and his form coming in. Okay. 
So those and are those are. Your I got two, one, more one more sneaky one. Right. I'm gonna go with Lucas Glover. Uh, he won here in 09. Oh, did you? Well, no, I, I, but I, it, that's an easy one too because of the way he's played this year. He's played fantastic. It is, it's, the, it's improved putting. I mean, he's that method that he's gone to with the up his left forearm, whatever. I, he's I talked to him, great. I talked to him at Bay Hill. I said, I said, how much? He said, game changer. He said, this yeah. is game. He his said, ball striking has always oh, been yeah. one and of he, the best. He said, he said, uh, you know, I. This shouldn't be legal, but it is," <laughs> he said. He said, "I am putting." So, I, he said, "I'm putting the best uh, short range putting that I've ever had in my life," and um, and that and I said, "Better than U.S. Open week?" He goes, "As good." Yeah. So th- that's a good point. Okay, so yours are Glover, uh, Xander Shoffley, Scott Piercy, and Scott Piercy. Those are three good ones. Those are three great ones. Um, <clears throat> I'll give you Lucas because you probably already had that down. Well, no, no, no. I, I, I'll pick three more. I'll pick right. three more that I think are are definitely capable of winning under the radar. That a lot of people are going, whoa. I, um, how about Patrick Cantlay? Drives the ball beautifully. Uh, finished ninth at the Masters. Finished third at the Heritage. Um, he's a guy that flies under everybody's radar. Soft-spoken guy, um, you know. But I think Patrick Cantlay would certainly be a guy to watch out for. Uh, this week just because of his ball striking acumen and kind of his demeanor I I, I think he would he would certainly fit there's that. not a more confident player on tour probably than Patrick Kennedy. no in, in his own ability I mean he, he's not afraid no 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 not at all not at all and um, he does everything well too no he, weaknesses he does he does um, a, another guy that I think these green complexes help immensely and he's probably under the radar but he is a major winner Stenson no. Oh. But the green complex is helping. And, and you know what? When he starts putting well, look out. Louis Oosthuizen. Oh. You we know, had him pick. I think we pegged him at the Masters. We did. And uh, Louis played well he at the did. Masters. So, <laughs> uh, you know, he finished 29th, but he was, in, you know, around. He played great in the match play. He lost to Kevin Kisner, who ultimately went on to win. Uh, finished second at Valspar. That's where he started putting well. Uh, the ball striking, beautiful. Is always there. And, and yeah. I, I think Louie, these green complexes help Louie quite a bit. So I'll put him on there because i got a feeling that, that uh, people got him under the radar. And an, another guy that's having a year that we, we, we talk about all the time, but we're not talking about him here, and that's Matt Kuchar. I, I, I mean, you talk about you got to hit fairways, boom. You got to have a great short game, boom. You got to putt well, boom. You got to have the chops to win here. He does. He doesn't have a major, but he can win here. And the PGA typically lends itself to first time major winners. So, well, I remember when you and I did the podcast for the Masters, you made up a you brought up a great point about Matt Kuchar that he is arguably the best hybrid fairway metal correct. player yes. in the world. Yeah. And I think some of these par 4s that are stretched out to plus 500 yards it's not going to phase Kuchar one bit if he's in the fairway to pull out that three hybrid or that four hybrid and hit it straight up in the air yep. and find the green. So I'm with you. I think that's a great pick. So those are our six-pack, if you will. Yeah. Brian and I like six-packs, and uh, that's our like those six-pack of players, no question. Well, we could have picked 12, but that would have taken longer because we like 12-packs <laughs> well, too. We do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so finally it's time where the rubber meets the road All as right. we wrap this baby up. Uh, let's talk about Brian Bateman's pick to win the 2019 PGA Championship. Go. Short and sweet. I'm going with Brooks Kepka. Form coming in, 
past success at major championships. I know history is stacked against him as a defending champ, but the way this golf course is set up, what it's going to demand from a player, it not only takes the physical attributes, but the mental side. I think Brooks Kepka is the favorite, should be the favorite, and I think he goes back-to-back and wins at Bethpage. Wow. That's yeah. I, that's I, not a big limb I'm standing no, on. No, that's not. I mean, you didn't go out on a big limb. I'm going to go on a big limb, though, a bigger limb. I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be a first-timer, first-time major winner. And right, as much as I like Kuchar, as much as I like him, I really want to name him, but I don't think he's going to win. I think he's going to contend. Another guy that I think is going to contend and not win is Xander Shoffley, first-time major winner. I thought that was who you were going with. Nope. Who is it? Ricky Fowler. Ah. Ricky Fowler had the lead here with nine holes to go. Through 63 holes, he led this tournament in 2016. He finished sixth. The other time he played here in 2012, he finished tied for 24th. He likes the golf course. Ricky finished second. Um, play, I mean, played well at uh, Wells Fargo. Uh, he's in form. I think Ricky Fowler is – this is the time for him to finally, finally – put that win and statistically you look he's putting beautifully um and and you look at at you know he finished ninth at the masters so i i think that he is poised he's he's too good not to have a major championship in his resume and he does need to start churning out multiple win seasons okay he's that good he's that popular and it would uh, can you imagine ricky fowler as popular as he is winning in new york i mean Maybe him making a putt on 18 to beat Tiger Woods. Um, he's played too good in majors, too, really, if you think about it. So the place is all about Ricky, and uh, I'm going to give it to I think, Mr. Fowler. And, Trip, I think it's his putting, too. He's top 10 in strokes game yep. putting, and I think that's going to come up big down the stretch. Yep. He hits it plenty straight, yep. plenty long. Yep. Irons are great. Short game is phenomenal. Uh, it's going to come down to the putter, and I think that's a great pick for uh, someone who has had some success here. We talked about it earlier in this podcast. Not many players have a ton of success on this golf course, or any experienced for that matter, right. because of the you know 2002. Yeah. I don't even know how many players are in the field this week that played back then. Probably not many. And then 09, uh, maybe a few more. But then you have you know the, the uh, FedEx Cup events in 16 and 12. That's what you know. Jordan Spieth was saying earlier. Uh, Today, I read something he was talking about how the lack of experience on this golf course for him is null and void. He played it in 16. That's it. Has not made a trip there leading up to the event. So I think that it's a level playing field for experience for these players. But Ricky has had some success and some experience on yeah. this golf course and hits it plenty well. So he's your pick. He is. He's got monkey Brooks. off his back. Yep. He, it happens this week. It happens. And the list goes back to Colin Montgomery, Lee Westwood, and yeah. Matt Kuchar, players Matt that have Kuchar, never won a major yeah, championship. Exactly right. So that look, it's going to be a fantastic week. I love the New York crowds. They are fantastic. It's going to be a, a wonderful week. Hopefully the weather cooperates and it doesn't rain during the tournament. It's going to rain up till Thursday, I heard, yeah. but uh, that's just going to soften things. And Brian and I both think uh, we're going to see somebody at double digits win this thing. And I've got a first timer doing it. He's got a guy that just piles up <laughs> major fourth timer doing it. <laughs> so uh, that'll pretty much do it. Tune in to everything regarding the PGA here on GolfChannel.com. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.